You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. I'm Elliot. And you're listening to the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Dave, it's good to see your face again. It's good to see your face. Uh, we're out of the uh, baseballism, uh, baseballism paradise, and we're back here in the Guardian uh, Guardian Games paradise. Yes, where it almost started. Yeah. Back in, back in the day, which is really a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically only a few months ago. Excited to be back, excited for this episode. Yeah, and, and before we jump right into it, I really want to say thank you to Guardian Games for allowing us to use their space, and we really appreciate the sponsorship and um, your support for us for over the last couple months and into the future until they kick us out. Much appreciated. Thank yes. you, Guardian Games. Thank you, Guardian Games. And you could come here for anything gaming from Magic to yeah. Dungeons and Dragons to various other world-class assortment and variety. Let's just say that. Yes, it's like the mecca of gaming in Portland, Oregon. So mm-hmm. If you're here, check it out. Um, if you're not, you can check them out online at guardiangames.com, I believe. Yep. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. And it's, it's going to be kind of a change from the norm. And in this one, we're actually going to be talking about the real estate portion of the Portland Diamond Project and, and Major League Baseball to Portland. And in to help us out with that, it's actually none other than Elliot News, reporter with the Oregonian. So, Elliot, uh, going to give you the floor and just want to say before we start, thank you for coming and taking the time to talk with us. Oh, sure. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate yeah. it. So. Yeah, this this is good. This is this has been a hot topic uh, for the last few months uh, around here and real estate. Real estate, you know, it kind of it makes everything more of a reality with the real estate. We we brought up the loose the loose details a few months ago in an episode. Yeah, uh, but this this kind of this this real estate thing seems to be something that's on everybody's mind. So again, appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Yeah, it's been uh, something I've been you know I've I've, I've been uh, covering real estate for the Oregonian for uh, about eight years now, and uh, this is a uh, you know it's an interesting one. It's you don't have that much interest in uh, sort of the commercial real estate world most of the time. So that's excellent. This is uh, you'll have some insights that. Um, that frankly, a lot of our listeners will probably be interested in. So appreciate it. Again, welcome, Elliot. Appreciate you being on board with us. And let's just jump right on into the episode. So you wrote an article um, not too long ago on November regarding the agreement that the Port of Portland had or has at this time with the Portland Diamond Project and moving forward on Terminal 2 site. 
So let's talk a little bit about Terminal 2 and kind of what that's been used for as of late or in the past anyways. Yeah, so it's been, uh, it's a marine terminal uh, owned by the Port of Portland. Ships, you know, pull up and uh, load and unload uh, goods to uh, be carted off to other places by truck and by train. Um, At least that's how it's been used in the past. Uh, This particular terminal was used for, um, you know, sort of big pieces of cargo mm. like wind turbine you know okay. pieces mm. like the big blades and stuff that okay. can't really you know you can't put that in a box or whatever Cumbersome. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you just pull so. it off on a sure. by itself it, it hasn't really been used for that a whole lot in recent years um because uh, for a lot of reasons uh one one reason that the port of portland you know all of their marine terminals have gotten less use is because there's just this um you know, ships are getting a lot bigger and it's hard to navigate oh, okay. into the Columbia and then down the Willamette River. And so um, this particular terminal is on the Willamette River near the Fremont Bridge. It has it just hasn't seen a whole lot of use there. So uh, the practicality isn't there like it used to be with yeah. ship sizes. Oh. Yeah. Now the, the port has another um, another terminal that's up on the Columbia River. And so okay. that saves you a turn and, and a little bit of river uh, river sailing. But it but it still is in use just not nearly at the rate it once was. Yeah, it's it gets occasional use um, for a place to keep a ship. Okay. Uh, the uh, USS Portland, named after the city of Portland, was quite christened com- there, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it was, you know, it sort of uses this event space. But go to the site, it's just a big sort of, you know, it looks like a giant parking lot yeah. with a couple of warehouses and uh, a little little office building that's rented out. Um, but that's also mostly empty. And... Uh, and that's about all there is to it. Hmm. Yeah, and this site is in an industrial area. There's a lot of train tracks in this particular location. Um, and it really hasn't, I don't think in any ways, if you take a look at the historical aspect of Portland and in that, in that part, um, it's really been the, it's kind of that in the same use for industrial for many, many years, even way back when Portland started the um, the Beavers with Old Vaughn Street Stadium way back in the day. So it's it's pretty well known for its industrial yeah. complex and that, that particular portion. So, I mean, one of the good things about, uh, you know, in my eyes, about if you're going to put a ballpark in, in that particular location is that there's nothing you really essentially need to demolish. So there's no big infrastructure that's at a specific location that you're going to have to take down and, and, and move so you don't have that Low mass impact waste. permits, yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, no. so, you know, we're talking, what, a 45-acre site is what that Terminal 2 is right now, if I'm understanding this correctly? Yeah, yeah, it's about 45 acres, give or take. Some of that is, like, the, you know, the pier that extends over the water. Uh, yeah, it's about 45 acres. The baseball stadium itself, that's about 15 acres. So there's a whole lot of space there that uh, the folks at the Portland Diamond Project have talked about doing some sort of ancillary development that would include housing. Um, it would, you know, include offices and commercial space. Are they the apartments, condos? What are they? Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. I mean, they're thinking a whole. You know, they haven't they haven't said a whole lot about what you know. They haven't gotten into specifics, um, and that might be in part because you know the real estate piece of it isn't. Um, you know, that's not really their world. We don't know a whole lot about who their big investors are and that sort of thing, and so that might you know, they might have a little bit of say in what what that you know right. big development piece is um, but they have said it's going to be mixed use uh, community people are going to live there okay. uh, people are going to work there that'll be a pretty dramatic change for that 
particular piece of the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking about it this way. If you take a look at the, the Pearl District, I mean, that was old industrial. Mm-hmm. You see some of the old railroad tracks kind of in the road areas there, which they're gradually either tearing up or paving over. you got the warehouses that were in that particular location. So I see it as kind of a, an old Pearl District that could be brought to that magnificence if you put a stadium you put some more commercial in there housing stuff like that like what's your take do you think that that's kind of tracking with what it could be yeah well it's sort of a the industrial thing is sort of a double-edged sword because you you have this big industrial district that you know over time portland obviously you know it once had a whole lot of industrial business base and over time that has changed it's moved around the city um, and the the city planners have made some efforts to you know kind of maintain that uh, and and kind of shape where it's growing and where it's you know where that change is happening. Um, we're sitting here in the central east side, which is another place that had a whole lot of warehouses. And yeah. over time, that's you know we get, there's apartments that are going up sort of around the edge. There's uh, a, a lot of, you know, where there used to be warehouses and distribution buildings. Now there's uh, software companies, coffee roasters and breweries and distilleries and that sort of thing. And, and that's a big change because that's uh, that's tough for all those, you know, sort of the, the industrial factories and trucks coming and going. Those sorts of businesses, yeah. uh, they have a lot of trouble with all, you know, the crowds that, that mm-hmm. all those Transport- other things. Transportation infrastructure issues. Yeah, you've yeah, got people parking everywhere. Yep. Um, and so, you know, there's been sort of this give and take where uh, the a lot of that has moved out of this neighborhood that we're in, uh, in the Central East Side, and that's put more pressure on places like Northwest Portland where no one really, you know, sees um, a lot of that changing in the near future. Uh, you know, there's a, a train terminal there. Mm. Uh, that's probably not going to move. Um, and then there's a few other places, you know, there's out uh, up by the airport, there's a lot of industrial space, and then Swan Island um, on the other side of the Willamette River from the site, you know, another sort of industrial uh, industrial sanctuary where, um, where all those businesses can settle and not expect to see a lot come and go. But now all of a sudden you got this proposal for a baseball stadium and all these apartments, uh, and that's going to be sort of a big political lift to get the... Um, get the okay to, to build that there. But let's say they do, and this this happens. I mean, isn't that going to be kind of a stimulant to that particular area during the game time and, like, before and after, uh, just just as a, a moneymaker in a way? I mean, tell me about, you know, the, that real estate economical impact that a stadium could have on the area. Yeah, well, it, I mean, so if you think about it, they're – the businesses that are there, you know, they are the kinds of businesses that sell, you know, roofing materials to mm. companies that are going to go out and build houses, or they, um, you know, they sell uh, flooring, or uh, they sell. Um, I think there's a business out there that sells like fire safety sort of mm. equipment, um, and that's not the kind of thing that you're not getting a lot of foot traffic. Yeah, <laughs> so you're not going to have yeah, a lot sure, of people sure. who are coming by for a baseball game yeah. and then stopping off and buying some fire safety equipment. Mm. So, um, so that's going to make those businesses uh, a little nervous. Right. Um, at the same time, you will have all these, you know, you will have a lot of people coming to the neighborhood. That's definitely going to change the neighborhood. You know, it's probably going to, um, you, you could certainly see, you know, there's, um, 
sort of more Pearl District-like development, just not a not too far away, you could see that sort of connecting over mm-hmm. uh, along the waterfront, and uh, you know, creating this new neighborhood that's very different from what was there and is there now. Yeah, it's funny thinking outside the box and how those those type of industries could benefit potentially from say a, a sponsorship or a partnership with this. I mean, that, that's going to take some creative thinking. It sounds like to as 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 you balance out the, the transportation infrastructure and and the the small scale commercial. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, and it sort of depends on what way the city decides to go with this because you could see, as you've seen here in the central east side, you know, a lot of businesses that are perfectly happy to, you know, they're sitting mm-hmm. on this land that they, in a lot of cases, they own the land mm-hmm. and they can make a lot of money by selling it to you know someone who wants to build something new there that sort of serves this new development and um you know you might see uh, some of them that are just happy to happy to take that pocket yeah, it sure. and move out by the airport mm-hmm. or wherever yeah i mean i could see it as like a really good viable option i mean we talked about in an earlier episode with vaughn street and how when they they built Vaughn Street, it was by a trolley company and the trolley company's like, well, we'll put in like, trolley lines that'll go to the park and and create, you know, this huge, huge match transit system, which Portland I clearly is known for. So, um, you know, I, I feel like it could be a stimulant to that particular area, especially like on 23rd with the, you know, the shops that they have there, the restaurants that they have there. I mean, I could see it constantly growing and evolving over time with a with a stadium as long as the stadium and the team stay there for you know a period, significant period of time which you know if they do take senate bill five which to help fund it with some you know money which they would have to pay through a tax on the team that um you know that team's going to be locked in for however long that agreement's for so um i'm sure that i'm sure the diamond project uh, and you, you may know more about this than I do. I don't know. Is, is in talks with those industries and those manufacturers in trying to figure out if this is reasonable going forth using using this location, right? I mean, that's and or is it going to be too much of an impediment, or what's the reality of balancing out that um, that kind of that kind of transportation, or what how how they can turn it into an incentive for those manufacturing companies, you know, those those industrial those industrial companies. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I hadn't put a lot of thought into. Um, but you, you think about in terms of the, the, the realities of this and, and all the all the things that and people are like people are in a hurry. People are people are saying, well, when, when can we have baseball? Well, there's a lot that goes into this from these types of things. Mm-hmm. Right. And people are like, well, could, could we have a team in two years? Well, you know, we we could have a team. But again, it takes it's taking a lot of work um, and it's going to take a lot of uh, negotiating and planning um, that, that I'm just now learning about uh, in terms of. The level of complexity of all this it's pretty interesting yeah they're really just getting started and you know there are state land use laws that mm. among other things there require that you have to uh maintain a certain amount of um land set aside for employment so and that means industry essentially and gotcha. so you take away this 45 acre site that even if it's not being used is kind of nominally there for employment you take that off the table and now there's this pressure to make that up somewhere else and uh, that's going to be a big piece of hmm. the discussion moving forward with yeah. the city uh, and uh, and and the surrounding neighborhood. Yeah, planning and zoning, and yeah, those mm-hmm. you know, 
Now those are, are those are with those land use laws, land use laws, or those those are state land use laws, or those city city regulation laws, or they uh, those, those are state laws. It's it's a combination of both. The, okay. the, the you know gotcha. high level at the state level, there are um, you know Oregon has some of the you know has some some of the um, it was one of the first states to have this hmm. land use. Uh, you know, urban growth controls in place where, you know, we, we, we only build out uh, to a certain point. And then there's sort of this line that that's where development stops and infrastructure doesn't go beyond that. Hmm. The idea is to, you know, keep the, keep urban sprawling in check. Okay. uh, And, and these go back quite a ways. These These go back. uh, Yeah. uh, They they go back a few decades. Okay. Um, And, you know, there are little, there are goals that each city has to make and how they, how they get there is kind of up to them. But you know, as far as the requirement that you maintain a supply of mm. land for employment and for housing, and converting between the two uh, can create complications. Gotcha. Thank you. And while I was doing some research and reading your article, which you can find on the Oregonian, um, you know, let's say Terminal Two falls and it, it doesn't end up working out. What are some other viable locations that you're hearing at this time? You know. I think I have really only heard the ones that have been, you know, have come up elsewhere. Uh, there was the sort of uh, Rose Quarter uh, proposal, the the Portland Public Schools site. Mm, yeah. um, you know, it, the among other things, uh, the the problem with that area was that there is already this um, Albina Vision proposal for you know building building housing and. Uh, and, and in a sense, you know, that's sort of a proposal to kind of start to make amends for the way that area was developed in the first place, um, where, you know, essentially uh, the, the whole, you know, the land there, the homes there uh, were seized by eminent domain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was a, a predominantly black neighborhood. You know, that sort of set in motion a lot of the pain points we have now around gentrification, gentrification yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you know that was that was one reason why that didn't work out you know of course another reason is that the school district had an offer in front of them and then wanted to look at other offers and other proposals and you know it's hard to say which uh, what what played the bigger role there but in any case that was off the table uh, there was the ESCO site that you mentioned earlier there's a certain poetry around that one because of the history of baseball there um, the Vaughn Street uh, Stadium mm-hmm. um, Someone else bought that site, uh, and from what I understand, there have not been talks between mm. them uh, since since then. Um, and yeah, I think that site was, you know, fairly small. There's not the the room for all this other development like there was, uh, like there is at Terminal Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know another uh, another site that I'd reported on was in the South Waterfront. Uh, the property owned by the Zydell family where they have development plans. That was um, one of the first sites we heard about South Waterfront. That was, uh, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, that was, that's a big, another big empty former industrial site that was, you know, once used for shipbuilding and ship scrapping. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is, a, there has been a plan there for, you know, this big um, sort of extension of the South Waterfront. And that is, you know, essentially on hold now. So you could certainly see that come back into play. Uh, one one advantage of that is that it is you know it's right there on the orange line. It's well right. served by transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by the freeway. So um, 
But from what I understand, those conversations ended right around the time that uh, things started uh, coming together on Terminal 2. And do you see something like Hillsborough, um, Wilsonville, maybe Gresham area? I mean, you got Hillsborough, I mean, sorry, Wilsonville, you get the 205, I-5 that go down to that area. So you, you have two major interstates. So that could feed some of the um, mass transportation need, um, but what about like Hillsboro? Because um, then you got the yeah the Max Line goes out there. So um, you, you see those another viable options if Terminal Two falls down. It's hard to say. What I have heard from the Diamond Project, and you know, both in when I've had conversations with them and when they've talked to other people, is that they are really looking for something in the urban center. Uh, you know, they're looking to be a a significant piece of the sort of Portland urban fabric in the way that, like, um, cultural you know, component, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of. You know, the Moda Center is right there. You know, it's across the river, but it's essentially in the heart of Portland. It really is. Yeah. And um, and I think that they'd want. You know, they're looking to be sort of the same. And Terminal Two, you know, frankly, might be kind of a compromise on that because it's, you know, it's close, but it is, you know, it's a mile away from. The nearest nearest Max station, which yeah. essentially means it's a mile away from downtown. It's closer right. to the the edge of the Pearl District, but mm-hmm. it's still you know it's a it's a pretty good walk out there. Yeah, but the uh, team could easily enough build a, essentially like a station out front of the stadium if they really want to. So it's more and more working with the Ma- uh, not sorry the Max, but TriMet to extend a line out there to run a bus you know constantly during game time. Um, and clearly get the business to do it. So Yeah, that's certainly, I mean, I'm sure that's something that they're going to be looking at. The city is already looking, you know, has been looking at uh, extending the Portland streetcar out from, you know, the Pearl District to uh, Montgomery Park, the big office building in northwest Portland. And so that was, you know, um, when this talk started bubbling up around the ESCO site, uh, the Vaughn Street site, Um, that was, you know, one thing that I was thinking about was, oh, oh of course, that makes sense because hmm. the streetcar is going to be going there. Um, you know, of course, a streetcar doesn't carry that much, m- that many more people in a bus. Um, so that would be a lot of streetcar trips to uh, get people to and from. But uh, it was, you know, there was already a plan to get it there. Hmm. Uh, with Terminal 2, they're sort of starting from scratch on that. And, you know, so it's a matter of paying for it. Um, coming up with a plan that makes sense, you know, not just on game days, but every day. Right. Uh, so that'll be a, that'll be something to figure out. And that's probably some of what that 150 million um, bond measure from yeah. the state could probably go to to be used for is that um, create helping create further mass transportation out in that area. So some people argue that money could be put to better use for this particular endeavor, and. What I see is that there's um, a lot of fi- like private financial backing going into this. So um, it's not like it's state money or federal money for what it could be used for. Because I've read a few articles where they're like, oh, just create big housing market, you know, train, build housing, build affordable housing, you know, build these other things that could help the city. But when you look at it, it's not the city's money. It's not the federal government's money. It's not the state government's money. It's private investment money. So essentially they could do whatever they want with it. So um, does 
and, and, you know, what do you think about that argument, like about this money being put to a better use? I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know that I certainly want to come down on one side or the other. It, it, but it is sort of the perennial argument around any kind of economic development strategy is, you know, if you have to, if you have to pay to play, if you had to, if you have to front some money or promise not to, you know, take some money in the form of ta- taxes, then you, you know, then you really have to weigh that against the benefit that you're getting, and different different people are going to come down in different places on that. Mm-hmm. This particular tax is interesting because it is, you know, the argument is you wouldn't be getting these salaries that you're taxing unless you build the stadium and attract the team. So there's the argument that it wouldn't exist unless this baseball stadium is built. If you are a policymaker, then you have to weigh that against. Well, I mean, but what if it was, what if we could build it and not have to give, a, you know, this money and then we could collect the taxes and use that to pay for schools? And that can be a compelling argument. Mm-hmm. But I think if I'm <coughs> correct that at one point they amended Senate Bill 5 so that way it would include other stadium endeavors which now includes the timbers and the timbers have been using that money to build their new you know addition onto their stadium so i mean there's a catch-22 here i mean you got another professional team in the area that's using that funding to build and increase on well increase seating at their stadium so why is it good for one and not the other i guess that's my catch-22 on this why is why is it okay for our congress or not our our state government to say okay we'll use the money for the timbers but we're kind of eh on using it for baseball? You know, I uh, there may be a distinction to be drawn in that the uh, you know the the uh, timbers play in a publicly owned ah, stadium, okay. um, and and. I guess I, you know, to be honest, I'm not fully, I'm not, maybe I'm not fully up to date. I don't know if that's the same money from the same Senate bill um, or if that's just other, other public money. Is that? I think it's the part of that Senate bill. They just amended it to include, and I could be wrong, but I think when I last looked at it, I believe it did include the uh, timbers to you know, do the for the construction on gotcha. the stadium. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I'm mostly familiar with the, the baseball piece of it, which, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't kick in unless the stadium yeah, is built, right. or, unless the stadium and, is built and the team arrives. So, and coming out of a, coming out of a, a significant recession, you know, um, a, a while back, you know, people still have those concerns and fears. We're still, we're still dealing with the impact mm-hmm. of, of that, that, you know, four or five year chunk of time. You know, 09 to about 2013, 2014, there's still some lingering things there where people are a little, uh, you know, a little concerned. And, you know, and, and again, because we're not that far removed from that, I think that's part of it um, in terms of where we are um, economically, sure, and nationally, we're, and in terms of the state. We're in a good place right now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, our, the economy here is, is pretty well booming, but it's been the longest economic expansion in a long time. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you got to figure that's going to, you know, it's already there starting were two, two little recessions. I mean, two, uh, one, one medium sized one and one huge one. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, appreciate you, you, you helping us kind of work our way through this and talk about the whole real estate aspect. I mean, do you, do you think it's big enough that particular area for the stadium or do you think that they're going to need some more than, than what kind of is being proposed at this time? It, it, 
I mean, it seems I don't know much about you know stadium construction, but it is from what I can gather, it's a you know it's a huge site. Um, a stadium should fit in there pretty well with you know all this other development too. Um, you know, the big questions are how do you build the you know the support structure, the transportation, the uh, you know utilities, and all of that that was wasn't really needed for a, a port terminal. How do you build all that to serve that new development, and, and how do you do it? You know, to go back to the the idea of all the public money. Yes, there is this commitment that the stadium won't be built with any public funding except for those bonds, but that doesn't speak to all this other stuff that you need to to serve that new development. And so that's going to be a, another big conversation the city's going to be having over the the coming uh, coming weeks and months hmm. do you see yourself out of game when the team comes there it is <laughs> I, I wanted that are, are you a, are you a baseball fan i you know i am uh i haven't really i'm not i'm I, you know i'm kind of a i'd go You'd i'd go. go um as a social experience maybe yeah i mean i've Something been to a, a hillsborough hops game cool uh i i you know i played uh like rec league baseball when i was you know nine or whatever gotcha uh and i i grew up in the detroit area so i've been to a couple of tigers games but um you know i've never really never really followed uh baseball that closely but yeah i mean if it was there i I think i'd check it out your social experience yeah i mean i could see it you might you might be the demographic there that 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 demographic they're going to try to market it to knowing that hardcore baseball fans will come but wanting to make it a social experience for a way more casual baseball fan um, that'll be interesting to see the the focus groups and the marketing that they come up with for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I gotta admit that I'd like to have a concert there too because yes. I mean it's like there is no real major event center that's within the Petro- Portland metropolitan area that's for an outdoor you know event place where you can hold a, a big concert for sort of people so it'd be nice to have them in the summertime you yeah. know as far as a concert yeah you're not going to build something that big and just kind of have it sit there yeah. empty for uh m- you know weeks or months so yeah well excellent um hey dave you got any more questions no i that pretty much covers it i appreciate the insight i know the listeners do it, it added a lot of detail i kind of kind of makes things makes people more aware of the work that's going into this and the complexity and um, provides maybe a little uh, a little uh, air uh, air for patience, you know, patience, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Elliot, where can people follow you to kind of keep up to date on what you're putting out about the Portland Diamond Project and what you're putting out about this baseball stadium? Well, uh, it's all um, it's all on OregonLive.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Enus E N J U S, um, and uh, that's uh, that's the best place to find me probably. Well, great. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate you Thanks taking time. So, um, well, you've become a friend of the podcast now. So awesome. <laughs> for better or for worse. Better or worse. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to having you on again. We'll talk to you again soon about, you know, any updates that they may have in the future. And we can continue this real estate pick on your, top. Pick your brain. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Happy to check in again. Appreciate it. All right. It. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Dave, thanks again for enjoying me. Good job, Ben. Outstanding. All right. Well, I'm Ben. I'm Dave. I'm Elliot. And you have yourself a great day wherever you're at. Peace out.